WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Go live on this Thursday, October 12th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210, the phone number on Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210 WPHT. I am at Nick Kale. K-A-Y-A-L. Dawn Stenzlin with the news. Greg Stocker is the chairman of the board. Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. Action-packed show today. And I'm assuming everybody slept pretty darn good last night after what played out in South Philadelphia. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good morning. Great victory. Gregory. I mean, mean, they just looked... They just made... They humiliated the Braves. I know it was. It was a humiliation. Yes. So true. Yes, it was. I, I just, I, 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 and you're up. So what are we shaving? Twenty bucks off of? Yeah. You're, what are you shave? What you're shaving? Yeah. yeah. Shaving. Man's your beard. Our financials. Yeah. I, I was up like sixty, down sixty bills on you. Yeah, it's down to twenty. Now I'm up. Now I'm down to twenty. That's right. Yeah. You're, you're you're like Biden with support in the African American community. It's just dwindling by the day. <laughs> By the day. I tell you what, I've watched probably way too much baseball in my lifetime that's healthy for a 39-year-old man. Yeah. That was one of the most fun games I ever seen last night. Yeah. like it, I was, like, giggling like a kid. Just sitting there, <laughs> another home run. Like, well, it's funny, at the, at the very end when uh, Trey Turner uh, hit, you know, that home run that, was, you know, that just blew the lead up. Even higher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of the announcers says, Trey Turner wants to get in on the fun Yeah, too. everybody gets in. <laughs> it was like meatball, you know? It was like, uh, everybody, yeah. must everybody must eat last night against the Braves pitching. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff to get to this morning. The big take, new speaker, same old GOP. They'll never figure it out. They deserve what they get, in my well, opinion. Well, he's point. not speaker yet. Well, he will be. He will be. He's going to get to 217. Although there'll be like a, a big dog and pony show and, you know, somebody will come out and act all tough and, and get booed. I wonder why we get laughed at. Bunch of slap dicks. <laughs> Anywho, we'll get to that. Um, I'm telling you, man. It's just, it's just like I wanted Jim Jordan, darn it. And, of course, I'm, I'm going to get like uh, McCarthy 2.0. But we'll get to that. Uh, some really great news in the Trump world. Not only nationally when it comes to the general election, but also in Pennsylvania. Some staggering polling numbers that we will get to. And also, Flyers hockey is underway. And if you thought the NHL was going to bring pride theme, apparel, and accessories back for this year, you're sadly mistaken. We'll get to that. we got a Bud Light update. And also with Israel and Hamas, more media malpractice from the New York Times and also from... The CBC. So we will get to that. But before all of that, let's get to the news. Round number one here on a Thursday, and away we go with Dawn Stenzelin at 6.05. Yes, and good morning. I'll start local as we have a lot going on in Philadelphia 
and beyond today, obviously, to update you on this Thursday morning on a big day, Thursday, October the 12th. We are sponsored this morning by Rhino Shield. Full forecast and some Phillies highlights in store. We want to get to what happened with Philadelphia police as they now are giving us an update on their investigation into what happened, what led to this 11-year-old little girl who was shot and injured by a stray bullet last night. So police say they were called to the scene just before 7 o'clock on the 3600 block of North 11th Street. And this was in the city's Hunting Park neighborhood. And so they found the evidence of the shooting. They didn't find the victim there because her mom, she was just a little girl walking across the street. Mom rushed her to the hospital where she's in stable condition. But she was shot one time in the abdomen while just crossing the street. Her mom speaking out about that, how devastating this was, rushing her bleeding daughter to the hospital. And we're looking at some numbers from the city of Philadelphia's controller's office. An estimated nearly 150 children have been shot in Philadelphia. And that's, you know, look at where we are. The beginning of the school year, we're, we're, you know, into, we're now October the 12th. And we have this many kids shot. That's that's 150 for the school year or for the calendar year? That's for the calendar year, 150 children. And still too many. Jesus. We're also uh, learning new details, and this is a sensitive story, as detectives are looking into the the shooting death of local journalist who worked for the Kennedy administration, Josh Kruger. So there has been a lot swirling about this story. To be honest, I haven't updated it as much because we've had so much breaking news that has been violent news, whether it's Israel or local news. But just to bring you up to date here, the family now of 19-year-old Robert Davis is speaking out quite forcefully, and they are making some uh, powerful allegations. They say they're sickened by this. They're saying that their son was the victim of Josh Kruger. They're saying their son, Robert Davis, was just 15 when he and Kruger began this long years long relationship involving drugs and they say that this was a pedophile type relationship if you can call pedophilia relationship yeah i saw that i was reading that yesterday so uh investigators looking into all of this and so i can only tell you that on a sideline of this we already had information from authorities that there was disturbing evidence found on the shooting you know shooting death victims phone and that include very explicit photos that were online uh, videos that were on his um, both on his phone and on his computer etc according to investigators the question swirling around here is did these explicit videos involve uh, child pornography were those any of those videos or pictures of Robert Davis when he was younger and so this is something that they're directly looking into as far as was this, um, was this. They a, claim, they're claiming that he was basically raped as a minor, right? They're claiming that he was a victim yeah. of a predator pedophile. I'm just okay. going to be blunt. Yeah. He, they're claiming that their teenage 15 year old was a victim of a predator pedophile who was drugging him. Right. And so, and that they lost control of their kid. That's the allegation. Mm-hmm. It's all horrific. 
uh, obviously, but this is what the investigation looks like here. So um, Kruger, who was 39, was, and we had talked about this that morning, that we had learned that a man was gunned down in the middle of the night in his Point Breeze home. There were no signs of any, um, you know, burglary or breaking and entering. And so there was surveillance video near the scene. And ultimately, this is where investigators have identified who they believe shot him. But now the question is that there's much more to the story. So I'll just headline, I'll just give you the, you know, the latest on that one in a sensitive manner. But there are, this is an ongoing investigation. And obviously we here at PHT, and I know the same for our sister news station, we have a lot more information. We're just wording this carefully because these are, a man is dead. There are serious allegations, but there's a family of a teenager who is saying they're devastating and that their child was a victim. So there's that. On a national level, we did had an uh, international level. We had Secretary of State Antony Blinken landing in Israel um, early this morning as a show of support for the longtime ally following Hamas terrorist attacks on the country. Obviously, that was Saturday morning. This is where we began. So Blinken greeted, obviously, by the Israeli foreign minister, Eli Cohen, other officials there after departing the plane at the airport in Lod, which is on the outskirts there of Tel Aviv. As I speak right now, I know there are many um, airstrikes going on, Israel um, striking, trying to get those Hamas targets. And this is now as we look at the day and no power, no water, and the UN declaring a humanitarian crisis for the Palestinians who are sort of trapped, contained, if you will, in Gaza. The other headline we're learning is that at least 22 Americans, when we think of how many Americans are were involved here, uh, we're thinking about at least 22 Americans dead, over 1,200 Israelis dead in the Hamas war. That's another headline this morning. But that death toll, when you think about the thousands killed, we're looking at at least 8,700 more wounded as Israel now is preparing for this major ground war. In other words, going in to eliminate the terrorists, they say. Yeah, and as you mentioned, 22 Americans killed in our fearless leader Joe Biden yesterday's uh, waging war against junk fees. Joe was was focused on junk fees yesterday for a a good portion of his afternoon. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, and and so the question about American hostages, I know that Blinken came out, and or, or one of our U.S. officials came out, Maybe it was Kirby who said, well, there are a small number of American hostages, mm. <clears throat> but I think we've heard from family members in in our area, especially those Jersey parents of teenagers who have said, well, whether it's 12 or whether it's 17 hostages, if it's your kid, that's not a small number. That's correct. Um, but nearly 150 hostages, that's the number we keep hearing. And yes, we um, <clears throat> House Republicans... I know Nick will talk more about this. Likely to meet behind closed doors. Looks like noon today is the meeting time. So maybe they'll they'll bring their power bars and their lunch noon today. A little lunch. So if they decide on Scalise's speaker, will will white smoke come out of the? <laughs> Just curious. Yeah. How, how many when they go through the votes and you, the number being two seventeen? How many rounds do you think it's going to take? I mean, is this, is this going to be a repeat, uh, a rerun of McCarthy from in the winter? No. What did he need? Fifteen rounds. 
No, the reason that that's the whole reason it's closed door. I mean, I think they pretty much promised it won't be the public debacle and the public situation. Yeah, if you have any idea about public relations and good PR, right like, now's not the time to be like um, with everything. That's, like the world's burning down before our very eyes right now. It's really amazing. It sure puts it in perspective, and also the fact that the House is essentially handcuffed. Yep. Right in completely, Congress, completely paralyzed right now. I know. Yeah. So House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, the Republican from Louisiana, for now, looks like he won that vote. Does he have the 117? I know many of you love Jim Jordan. And Jim Jordan, though, came out and said he would give a speech to try to get everybody to rally behind Scalise. Oh, something the Democrats do, rally behind their person and then get to work. Okay. (laughs) You can tell the tone of my big take coming up. I'll just be quiet for now. (laughs) Oh, we can't wait for the big take. But wait. Can we get to a little bit of highlights Absolutely. from our last night, Phillies? Yeah, let's put a smile on our face. What's that? It's 217, not 117. Oh, excuse me, 217. Sorry. Yes, you're right. 435. Got to get to the number. By the way, Hakeem Jeffries, the other day by the Democrats, he got everybody's vote. It was unanimous among the Democrats. No surprise, right? No, none. Um, all right, let's get to our Phillies, Citizens Bank Park last night. Well, let's get this number right, 10 to 2. That's our victory number. We just smoked them. Billy's beat the Braves. Game three, Citizens Bank Park. So the game was full of home runs, as you know, but none bigger than this three-run shot from Royce Harper as he stares down rival pitcher, his rival pitcher. Cut A. The right-hander's pitch. Swung on. Belted. Deep right field. And it's long. Gone for Harper. A second deck free run home run for Bryce Harper as he punishes that pitch from Bryce Elder. And the Phillies take the 4-1 to lead. Rick Granitz had just hung up the phone in the Braves' dugout before that pitch was thrown. Not that it would have made any difference, but they might have seen something coming. <laughs> they rocked him last night. If I was in charge of the headline for the back for the page of the the newspaper, the Daily News, I, my, the headline would say "Elder Abuse." Sin. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get her done tonight, in South Philadelphia. Yeah, with a little help from the fans, the best fans ever. By the way, the Fanduel uh, uh, spread for tonight is still one and a half. Well, it's always one Phillies. and a half. It's just the, 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 the money line that changes. Okay. So the, the Phillies are an underdog tonight at uh, plus 130. Really? Yes. Yes. Suarez is the pitcher up against uh, Strider. Strider's the favorite tonight. So. Well, they they rocked Strider, I know. Strider last time. Tells you something, doesn't it? The name Strider, for, for whatever reason, I think of Dora the Explorer. <laughs> go Strider, go! I don't know why, and that's not his name, but right, I just right. like I don't know why I think of Dora. I saw this last night. Uh, the Phillies are now the fourth <laughs> team in the history of playoff baseball to have multiple players hit multiple home runs in the same game: the 2021 Dodgers, the 20 Padres, and the 1932 Yankees. Wow! With Babe Ruth yeah. and uh, Lou Gehrig. Was that Murderers Woo! Row where they I had everybody? So. Yeah. yeah. Wow! Oh my goodness. Yep. So last night, obviously, it was 5.07, not in prime time, but tonight we're prime time. You talked about this with John Brazier. So we're prime time tonight, 8.07. 8.07 yeah. That's because the Dodgers got finished off last night in three games. <laughs> Losers. And, and, and Atlanta, <laughs> I mean, you could, you could argue that Atlanta and the Dodgers were the two best teams in baseball. Correct. And Correct. they're going to be out 
Yeah. And the Phillies are going to have home field if they win tonight. They'll have home field over the Diamondbacks. Woo! Yeah. And they could have home field over whoever they play in the World Series, potentially, as Brazier said. Well, well both, the, both the Astros and the Phillies have 90 wins, right? I believe so. So who... But does, I don't think that series is over yet. I think if... Um, who is Houston playing Minnesota? I'm not sure. I forget who they're playing, but I yeah. think if the Phillies play that team, they would have home field. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. So long gotta have out. John. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Don. Gotta have John Brazier back in, and we will. He'll give you all the. I've been here every day. Insight, <laughs> exclusive I love stuff. Talking to him. He'll be here next week for the Diamondback series. All right. Cool. Yes, nice. I'm. Yes, I'm already thinking ahead to the Diamondback series because this series is over. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that sentiment, Greg yeah. Stalker. Yeah. And you're gonna love the forecast. NBC 10 first alert forecast: 73 degrees today. Chris, beautiful weather. I will point out, if you're going to the game by the ninth inning, it'll be in the 50s. Once that sun sets, <clears throat> quite chilly. And then tomorrow for your tomorrow for your Friday, 68 degrees still, sunny skies. But, oh, what a change for the weekend. The high Saturday, just 57 degrees with cloudy skies, a lot of rain over the weekend. Ooh, Every Saturday I know. for six weeks it's rained. <laughs> it's awful. But at least we had sun for our fills, so there you have it. And you know, there's always Rhino Shield. There's still time to protect and beautify your home with Rhino Shield before winter sets in. Call our friend John Gilgey now. Take advantage of the biggest sale of the year. Call now and never paint your home again. 844-RHINO-99, 844-RHINO, Rhino-99. And thank you, Rhino Shield, for sponsoring our Kale and Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 619, let's get to a Thursday Big Take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, today's Big Take. New speaker, same old GOP. The Republican Party continues to find themselves, I believe, at a crossroads and stuck in a catch-22. Is the GOP hell-bent on winning, or are they hell-bent on being stuck in their hardline conservative ways? It's a question worth asking when it comes to many things, abortion, post-Roe v. Wade, it's a question worth asking when it comes to winning elections. It's a question worth asking when talking about politics and the willingness to negotiate at the table, have a give and take, adapt and evolve, or be stubborn in their ways and watch election after election pass them by. The art of the deal, you could say. It's one of the things that has made Donald Trump uber successful in business as well as politics. Yesterday, the House chose Steve Scalise as their new leader to succeed former Speaker Kevin McCarthy. On the surface, I don't like it. I wanted Jim Jordan, or even earlier than that, I was rooting for Byron Donalds. Scalise, the Republican from Louisiana, ultimately emerged as the choice after two hours behind closed doors, and we will see how the votes play out today if he gets to the magical number of 217. Now, Scalise racked up 113 votes yesterday, defeating Jim Jordan, who garnered 99 votes. And Scalise has been McCarthy's number two for a long time, despite friction growing between the two over the last few years. And this leaves me wanting more. I know this leaves a lot of Republican voters wanting more. It screams uniparty. To give you a football analogy, it's like a longtime tenured head coach who has not been appreciated or liked for a long time, and he finally gets fired. And then the organization promotes the longtime offensive coordinator. Yeah, sure, there's continuity, but is he the best man for the job? Is he what everybody wants? Will the voters be appeased? The answer, in my opinion, is probably not. Jim Jordan was the choice, and it did not happen. Thomas Massey of Kentucky made his displeasure known on Twitter, saying the following, quote, Surprises are for little kids at birthday parties, not Congress. 
So I let Scalise know in person that he does not have my vote on the floor because he has not articulated a viable plan for avoiding an omnibus. And it's very safe to say that Scalise is far more rhino than he is MAGA. I think most people would agree with that. And that won't sit well with the Trump base, sick of the establishment. And then you have the health factor with Steve Scalise. Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeting the following, saying, quote, I voted for Jim Jordan for speaker on a private ballot in conference, and I will be voting for Jim Jordan on the House floor. I like Steve Scalise, and I like him so much that I want to see him defeat cancer more than sacrifice his health in the most difficult position in Congress. I lost my father to cancer, and it's a very serious battle. We need a speaker who is able to put their full efforts into defeating the communist Democrats and save America. We must stop funding foreign wars, Ukraine. We must stop the weaponized government and hold them accountable. We must secure our border, and we must protect our kids. And we need a full leadership team dedicated to this fight in these unprecedented times, end quote. I think she makes valid points, and there are legitimate concerns. Now, I don't know the health of Steve Scalise beyond what we're told publicly and what we hear, but we need healthy, young, vibrant leadership. I'm not saying he's Dianne Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, John Fetterman, or even Mitch McConnell, because he's certainly not. But the point she raises is a fair one. Matt Gates of Florida, who was hell-bent on seeing Kevin McCarthy ousted from his position, offered up this comment of support on the new speaker. Listen and watch. What's your reaction now that Lee has the vote? Speaker elect. Right, Matt. I'm excited for him. Can't wait to go vote for Steve Scalise. Absolutely. Long live, long live Speaker Scalise. Do you think he has the votes on the floor? He was divided vote in there. I sure hope so. We'll see some democracy in action. So let's call out Matt Gates a little bit here. Is he just being professional there and kind to the man who is dealing with cancer? Because everything we know is that Scalise has a lot of similarities and s- typical tendencies of Kevin McCarthy. And Gates wanted McCarthy out. So why is he so supportive of what many claim is McCarthy 2.0? And then when it comes to Jim Jordan, I'm not sure why so many people didn't jump on board in support of him to be the next speaker, but the following story could have played a factor. Per NBC News, four of the former Ohio State University wrestlers who have accused Jim Jordan of failing to protect them from a sexual predator when he was the team's assistant coach in the 1980s and 90s say he has no business being the next speaker of the house quote do you really want a guy in that job who chose not to stand up for his guys said former ohio state wrestler mike schick one of the hundreds of former athletes and students who say they were sexually abused by school doctor richard strauss and have sued the university since quote is that the kind of character trait you want for a house speaker end quote the wrestler's decisions to weigh in adds a new dimension to the speaker race, bringing in a controversial part of Jordan's past that continues to hang over the Ohio Republican and staunch ally of former President Donald Trump. And you start to get the same vibes about that Ohio State story that you might have had with Penn State and Sandusky just about 12 or 13 years ago. And that could have been a deciding factor for some of these House Republicans with a vote who didn't want that cloud and that drama hanging over their heads and their party. But one thing is for sure, As Don Stenzel always says, get it together, GOP. After the last few weeks and the reaction yesterday to Scalise being chosen over Jordan, it looks like we still have a divided house. But how quickly will they get it done today and rally? 
We'll find out in a matter of hours. It seems like it's more rhinos and establishment Republicans against the outsiders or the MAGA base. And as everybody sees it and as every day passes by, it looks more and more likely that the GOP could be a one and done with control of the House. And that would be a devastating blow, big picture, long term, and as we move forward. And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company. All right, big take this morning, 855-839-1210. If you want to jump in on the conversation, also on Twitter and Instagram at 1210WPHT. And also you can get us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Just go and hit the like and subscribe buttons to be a part of the Kalen Company comment community. We'll get some thoughts and reactions to Mr. Scalise from yesterday. And then also more media malpractice when it comes to Israel and Hamas and how media outlets are being caught and exposed for stealth editing with the word terrorism. We'll get to that as we continue. It's Kale and Company. We're back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with the Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Looking ahead to Sunday... Your Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets, MetLife Stadium, 425. Looks like the Eagles are a seven-point favorite. The Eagles minus seven, the money line minus 330 for uh, for that game. Uh, I would take the Eagles minus seven in that. All you have to do is place a $5 bet, place $5 on that game, and you can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed, win or lose. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props, over-unders, so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Greg and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL and is the official partner of 1210 WPHT, 21 and over, president of PA. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Nick, Don, and Greg live here on this Thursday morning here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app or watch us on YouTube, 855-839-1210 to climb in. So we'll get to some of the latest developments and also the way the media is covering or not covering everything going on in the Middle East as we are now on day six uh, with Israel and Hamas and this just tragic situation that continues to unfold, which, by the way, um, I also have a definition of, of terrorism that I want to get to since some of these networks refuse to call some of these um, gunmen and fighters, as they label them, uh, yeah. as terrorists. But I, I was just thinking about this yesterday with um, Steve Scalise and Kevin McCarthy. Uh, I went up to uh, get my daughters up at the uh, the in-laws yesterday, and we, we did some shopping, and we had like a, like a late afternoon lunch. And I was, of course, you know, checking my phone to see what was going on in the world of, uh, you know, news and stuff. And I see the Scalise stuff, and I'm just thinking, you know what, Bob, and a lot of people um, bothered by this because they really wanted Jim Jordan. You know what this reminds me of? Forget, like, Rhino versus MAGA or anything like that. It reminds me of the workplace dynamic where, let's say, you know, you're looking for a new um, manager or the, the leader of a staff. 
and you look at somebody and you're like, man, you know what? I really like that guy. He's as raw and as real as it gets. And that would be Jim Jordan. And you say, man, he, I think he would do a great job, but you know, he might ruffle feathers. He might clash in butt heads with other management or even other staff members. And then I see Steve Scalise and it's like, he's the guy that might, might have the resume, might be a little bit more, um, I don't want to say presidential, but he's a little more buttoned up and he's the safer of the two choices. That's the dynamic I feel like we have here right now with when it, whether it was McCarthy or Scalise now, as opposed to Jim Jordan, Byron Donalds. And this is the thing I think that makes us look really bad from the outside perspective, Don. And maybe we shouldn't care what the outsiders think. We shouldn't care what Democrats think or the mainstream media thinks. But if it results in victories, I'm down with that. But if it doesn't, that's the thing that's so frustrating about this. And I legitimately, as I was typing up the big take yesterday, I have like a little speech bubble on my shoulder. And there's Don Stenzel saying, <laughs> get it together, GOP. I, I, I will take that to the grave with me, Don. Yeah. I really will. <laughs> and that's, for me, I feel like they need, I just feel like people just stay behind those closed doors. I don't care if they get together at noon and <clears throat> and then they have to, I don't care if it's 48 hours and they don't get to shower, nothing. They stay in there behind closed doors and they get it done and i don't even care who it is i really at this point just you got to get a house leader Mm -hmm. i will say there was all that drama last week and they all know that with the devastation going on the it's so put in perspective you know to your point about what is terrorism and Mm -hmm. all of that and so now they have they realize how important the speakership job is because truthfully i think in the past they all think Yes, it's a powerful position, but it's also a pain in the you know what because mm-hmm. you have to deal. It's like Greg Stalker. Like Greg has to deal with every everybody in the building, right? And you have to like listen to everybody's problems. Yeah, you know what I mean. And For it's you just, and me, it, like our days end when our shows end. You know, yeah. within the parameters of these walls. Yet when when he gets done at ten o'clock, it's like putting on the other hat, and he's got to do that for another three or four yes. hours. So and he can't tell. So the stuff he knows from the other side of the building. Now we're talking about Greg Stalker, but we're also talking about the House Speakership job. Yep. So you, it's because everybody's telling you all of their problems, right, and all all of their what makes them disgruntled and so on and so on. You have to hear all of that junk, but then you have to be happy and cheery and not let on what you know mm-hmm. from the other person about this person and what they said about you and blah, 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 blah. You know those people are high, high drama, right? Yep. I mean, think about Matt Gates and all, all of them. Are you surprised that he's so on board with Steve nope. Scalise? No. Nope. I so just you, think... You think he, it was more personal with just ousting McCarthy from what, you know, McCarthy apparently might have allegedly have done, you know, with the drama behind the scenes with, with Gates and what he was accused of and then found not to have really done? I think... That, <laughs> that whole The thing, saga. we're like the mafia here. <laughs> you know, the thing that might have been about the thing. Yeah. No, but I think it was a combination. I think clearly it was a combination of both. But I think there were... The, the reason that they got seven to go along with it was because there were, there were enough individuals, there are enough individuals who are upset with the swamp mm-hmm. and the fact of, you know, the omnibus bill... And the way they felt that McCarthy was just a little too swampy. Yep. And they, but to your point, yeah, 
I think it was personal. Okay. 855-839-1210, the number, if you would like to get in. So let's get to what is now, uh, by my math, day six between Israeli forces and the terrorism going on in the Middle East. And that's what I'm going to call it. Because for some reason, you have, and I just want to start with these two stories, you have the Canadian Broadcasting Corp and the New York Times committing what I think is media malpractice. Uh, The CBC has leaked emails which tells their reporters to not use the word terrorist or terrorism in the Hamas coverage, claiming that if you are a journalist or a reporter, that that would be mere opinion, not fact. So don't use the word, like that's an edict coming down from an employer to those who are paid to report on things. And then also the New York Times does a stealth editing job on their digital side of things and with one of their articles to avoid calling Hamas terrorists. So I looked up what is the definition of terrorism because we're at this point now where we actually have to worry about which word we use and how we nitpick this thing. So the definition of terrorism is the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians, In the pursuit of political aims. Let me repeat that one last time. The definition of terrorism is the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians, in the pursuit of political aims. So we have all of these civilians, toddlers, babies, women, the elderly, men, all non-military combatants. Not people that have enlisted in the special forces, the army, whatever you want to call it. And we're watching stuff today and yesterday, and I saw yesterday there were vehicles that were set on fire, and they showed you the video, and it's really gruesome. There's charred remains. It looks like charcoal mummies just sitting in these vehicles Mm -hmm. where Hamas allegedly, I'll use that just to be safe, allegedly burned these individuals alive to death. If that isn't terrorism, I don't know what is. It's unlawful. It's violence. We're using intimidation here to get the United States or Israel to acquiesce to whatever the demands are. These are civilians, not military fighters, in the pursuit of what? Political aims. Or in this case, the sick part of it is what they claim their religion consists of. I would even go one step further because, you know what, I think terrorist is too soft a word. It's almost too politically correct. It's too. It, it does seem too politically correct to me. Yeah, it seems like because wait terrorist, the word terrorist. Terrorist seems like it's like a like a like a government or an organization. Sounds like something we've heard for the last twenty years. Exactly. Right? Like these are these are barbarians that need to be wiped off the face of the earth. I heard Dom yesterday. He was calling it acts of savagery. Yes, that's what it is. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they they these people with this type of thinking need not exist in this world. Well, cuz we all know that tr- that moms for liberty are the terrorists. So you can't call these guys terrorists. <laughs> people that show Get up out. in school board meetings right. saying keep Bob out of Be- Betsy's bathroom are yeah. terrorists. Like moms in minivans, you know, <laughs> go into the library to discuss proper curriculum. That's a terrorist. It's it's bizarre on, world, upside down world we're living in right now. I, then I, so I got, here are the details from the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corp. They gave strict guidelines to reporters on using the term terrorist in their coverage of Israel's war with Hamas. These leaked emails reveal, quote, do not refer to militants, soldiers, or anyone else as terrorists. 
The notion of terrorism remains heavily politicized and is a part of the story. The CBC's director of journalistic standards, George Achi, wrote in a email to employees on Saturday. The CBC executive instructed his journalists to make sure audiences understand that when quoting someone using this term, they are stating mere opinion. Even when quoting or clipping a government or a source referring to fighters as terrorists, we should add context to ensure the audience understands that this is opinion, not fact. This would be the equivalent of like Stalker sending out an email to all of the hosts saying, don't refer to Democrats as donkeys. That that's that is mere opinion, not fact. You might dislike Democrats, <laughs> but don't use that word. Like, did I you send believe- that memo? No, oh. but it's just like I'm. I'm. I can't believe I'm like living in this world where we got to um, p word foot p foot around the word terrorists because and okay, the CBC. Well, I, I couldn't care less, really, honestly, about the Canadian Broadcasting Corp. But then the New York Times. Mm-hmm has been caught stealth editing online where initially they used the word terrorist on Tuesday in their news story uh, and headlined it, Hamas leaves trail of terror in Israel, with a subheadline as follows. As Israeli soldiers regain control of areas near Gaza that came under attack, they are finding evidence seen in videos and photographs and confirmed by witness accounts of the massacre of civilians by Hamas terrorists. And before that, they had the word militant in there. And then they changed it to terrorist. And then now they've gone back to militant and or gunmen. So they don't even know which way to go. They're like hemming and hauling. They're probably having like a closed door meeting. Should we use the word terrorist or not? We don't want to bother and trigger and offend somebody. Well, if they're in doubt, they could just call them Hamas because mm-hmm. they've identified themselves as Hamas. But, I, you know, I... There's so many, yeah, you know, there's so many ways I could go with this just, just on a um, personal level. So Michael, he's at Penn State Abington. He's always, he, he listens to us because he's driving his younger brother and he loves Kale. He loves Nick Kale. He loves Greg Stocker. He loves Kale and company. And I think he's, he's among, yeah. And I think he's a, among the, you know, young men who love to hear a show like this. And, um, and he's, he's really, interested in in everything everything about you nick and your life story oh so yeah i mean just your you know your career and everything so he listens to every word you say so he's always like texting me okay mom here's a story here's a story so he had sent me the story about the report that when some of the soldiers went in they found families and you know at the breakfast table and they found families killed and but they also found alleged, you know, reportedly mm-hmm. they found those babies who had been or children who had been beheaded. And then he yesterday goes, oh, sorry about that story. That was misinformation. Mm-hmm. And I said, what? So I guess it was a discussion at Penn State yep. that this was disinformation or misinformation. OK. And I said, well, I said it's being reported. So this is what the, you know, the Israeli you know soldiers are saying that they saw. Yeah. So we are allowed to, to quote them as long as we source it. Mm-hmm. It's coming from these soldiers, but I believe that there were some images or pictures. Right. So then to top that, uh, there was the story at the, at the White House. The White House now is walking back a story. Apparently when President Joe Biden yesterday was meeting with some Jewish leaders at the White House, he mentioned to them such something that he he had never 
uh, he thought this was nothing that he had ever thought he could see the pictures yeah. of the terrorists beheading children. Mm-hmm. So he was saying that he saw pictures of the actual act or right. videos yep. of them doing the act. Mm-hmm. And now the White House is walking that back. And so it's important. It is important the way that we say things, because I think that maybe they saw some pictures yeah. of the aftermath of the scene, mm-hmm. the crime scene. But I don't know that there were any actual videos of the actual doing. Yeah. But it's that sort of thing that then fuels all of this. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a question of, well, is there propaganda on both sides? Of course there is. Oh, oh and there always will be. Yeah. I think it was Hadas Kuznets at our sister station, KYW, had a great story about uh, social media mm-hmm. targeting kids. And especially, and I don't know how they do this, and it's kind of creepy to think that social media knows your faith or if you're in a faith-based school. And so targeting particularly Jewish children and revealing different propaganda to them. Mm-hmm. And that's an, a legit story that's, that there are warnings now going out to all of us. Yep. And I mean, Nick, you you deal with this because you have you know young girls right. about in general, you know, propaganda within TikTok. But this is very specified yep. propaganda allegedly targeting Jewish children. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, wow, this is a, a whole new realm that we need to think about. Yes, indeed. War, I mean, war propaganda. Right back in the day, you know, during war, it's always a thing. So we know propaganda exists. Mm-hmm. But this is a whole new type of propaganda. I agree. You guys want to jump in? 855-839-1210 is how you climb aboard the show. Really good news in Pennsylvania for Republicans. Really good news in Pennsylvania for Donald Trump. And really good news for Donald Trump when it comes to the general election. We'll get to that as we wrap up our number one on the other side. But if you haven't wrapped up your purchase or your new lease at the Piazza Auto Group, you still have time. We still have the great opportunity available to take advantage of 0.9% APR financing. I got my Ridgeline 2023, the black edition from Honda. Uh, this was, what, four or five days before Memorial Day. So I'm about four and a half, five months in to my lease, and I absolutely love this vehicle. I hate the cold. I hate the bad weather, but I'm ready for the bad weather, and I'm looking forward to challenging the bad weather with this truck when it inevitably comes this winter. Uh, if you're a truck person like me, now is the time, though, to visit Piazza Honda in Springfield. You can also check them out in Philadelphia, Langhorn, Pottstown, or Reading to take advantage of their special financing rates. And if you're not a truck person, that's fine. The Honda Civic, the Accord, the CRV, the Pilot, and many more. The Piazza Auto Group, now with 17 brands, 35 locations. They're like a dynasty. They really are. It's my go-to for all things automotive. And if you're looking for a vehicle today, whether it's new or a certified pre-owned vehicle, just check them out online at piazzaautogroup.com. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Hey, what are you doing next spring? Because I'm going to be on the trip of a lifetime, and I want you to join me for 12 magical days in luxury with the very best, the professionals, once again, from Conservative Tours. Yeah, we're heading to southern Italy on a gastronomical tour of the most gorgeous coastline in the entire world, the Amalfi Coast. And yeah, I, I'm putting my name on this, right? I'm, And this is my, my family's trip, too. Larry, my sons, we're all going, and we want you to go, too. 
We're going to travel with the best tour operator in Italy. Nobody does it better than my friends at Conservative Tours. A-plus rating, of course, with the Better Business Bureau. So we're going to take the high-speed jet foil to the Isle of Capri. 5267, that includes your airfare, luxury hotels, dining events galore. You're going to remember this years from now. And if you don't go, and if you don't call toll-free, 888-733-9494, if you don't call, you're going to regret this years from now. You're going to have to hear all of us talking about it. Just go to conservativetourist.com. You'll see my picture, and then you'll read about the whole itinerary, and it's amazing. I keep looking at it just going, I can't wait. The Abbey of Monte Cassino and some of Italy's best-kept secrets, Puglia, Medieval Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii, a chance to see all the ancient great sites in Rome, too, all before we head home. So join me next spring in Italy. See you on the Isle of Capri. Call now, 888-733-9494, conservativetours.com. Daily Company, as we put a bow on hour number one here on a Thursday morning, coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, news from Don Stensland and also... Really, really good news after two weeks of Pennsylvania implementing the automatic voter registration. It might be blowing up in Josh Shapiro's face. We'll give you those details. Also, as well, well, Donald Trump and how well he's doing, not only in the general election, a big lead with the Emerson poll, uh, but also here in Pennsylvania, Trump opening up a very big lead on Joe Biden, and we will give you those details uh, on the other side. But uh, it's all about the merch right now, baby, because we got to get some of Kale & Company merch going. 1210WPHT.com. Daniel, if you could put the link up on the YouTube chat, the YouTube page, youtube.com uh, slash at 1210WPHT for all of the merch, the 1210WPHT merch. We have a merch store, hoodies, sweatshirts, mugs. It's hoodie season, baby. It really is. Pinwheels. <laughs> yeah, it is. We gotta get, get Dawn's son a, a Kale and Company sweatshirt. I, I know. I, apparently he's I, a P one. Well I have I have them I have them ordered. All right, I just beautiful. have to I just have to spread it out a little spread bit. Spread it out. You yeah. know what I mean? Just gotta spread it uh, out. You know, to your point, like when they at at high school or college they if they wear the the Zioli Army shirt, or they wear the Kale and Company. If they have, they're getting that now. Hey, you got those? The coaches love them. Uh huh. But it is amazing to me how many, you know, young young men, let's say teenage men, yeah. and so on. And we've talked about this. Young they, men are leaning conservative. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so it's like the coolest thing. That's yep. right. Uh, Twelve ten wphd dot com. All the merch is there. Please order yes. now. Be our be our. Uh, b- 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 Promotions department. Yes. Promote the stations. All right. Some, gr- some great things locally in Pennsylvania for a voter registration, as well as Donald Trump. Some positive news on the other side. Kale and Company, hour two next on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app.